What's up, guys? My name is Christian, and this is Season 2 of Masters of Life Podcast. We have a killer lineup of high performers this season, and if you don't already know, I share their habits, skills, and stories to help all of us just get a little bit better. So, without further ado, let's get it, let's go, right here on Season 2 of Masters of Life Podcast. What's going on, guys? Natalie Wainwright is our guest this week. She is a vice president at Logic Commercial Real Estate in Las Vegas, a top real estate broker who is determined to humanize the industry. Sharing her story around the world, Natalie gives an inside look into a historically male-dominated industry, an expert in creativity and problem-solving. Natalie empowers women and men around her to believe that indeed anything is possible and that if she can overcome the odds, anyone can. She challenges everyone to see obstacles as opportunities, all while sharing her mantra that authenticity is contagious and always wins. She is also the co-founder of Single Mom Tribe, which is a nonprofit dedicated to the families of single moms. They plan retreats to gather, unwind, recharge, and get new tools to tackle different issues. From being past president of Crew Las Vegas to BizNow's 2019 Women to Watch, we are here with her through all of it, through her social media, the good, the bad, and the in-between. Natalie, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Christian? I'm fantastic. I want to kick things off. Let our listeners know an interesting fact about your background that has shaped who you are today. You're just going to jump right in, aren't you? I am. There's like, no, we're just going to get right in there. Heck yeah, people I like know it. you. Okay, interesting thing that shaped my background. Let's see, I think the fact that I was a military wife, um, for a lot of years I got to live in a bunch of different, well, I got to live in Greece for over a year. That was a really cool um, thing that kind of helped out. And then, but definitely being in a military background, moving from state to state and not having family around me made me really, really tough. Um, going through Christmases with two kids and he would be overseas alone. Um, I think that's what gave me my grit and my resilience. Um, military wives have a really, really tough job. And that's probably one of the reasons I volunteer um, with organizations like Folded Flag is because it's a really tough job and it's a lonely job. And so I think it was kind of life's way of being like, buckle up because you're about to, you know, life's going to get really interesting for you. So I would, I think that's, uh, how old was this? Um, I'm going to age myself here. <laughs> I, uh, I was a military wife straight out of high school. So from the ages of, let's say 18 until about 25, that's what I was doing. Wow. Yeah. And so you were, you were also, did you finish, were you also working and being a full-time worker? No, I was a stay-at-home mom. Okay. So all those years I was raising my daughter and then I had my son. Um, and so I continue to stay to this day, even though I'm a working mom, that stay-at-home moms have the hardest job. Um, so I was a stay-at-home mom up until the ages, uh, up until about 2012 when I moved to Las Vegas. From Southern California, right? That is correct. Yeah. What part of California? Yeah. Uh, Redonda Beach, California. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I lived in Ventura County and Orange County. Nice. So you're right there in between us. Yeah. I lived yeah. in Port Wyneme. We lived on that military base. Oh, yes. There you go. Yeah. We lived right there. I missed the strawberries. Yeah. Right? Yeah, That's yeah. the fresh fruit in the yep. ocean. So, um, yeah. It's quite a change. So you've been here for seven years then, yes? Going into eight. Yeah. Going into eight. Okay. I feel like a local. 
You technically are. I don't think there's anybody that's actually a born local. So there are. There's a lot of them now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, which is true. I'm always fascinated when I meet them, and they've yeah. gone to Clark High and Rancho High. There was only like four high schools back then. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I love when I meet them, and I want to pick their brain, and they all know each other. Yes, very there's small a community. tight network. Yes. Yep. And yeah. it's not just the kids. I mean, I think the professionals here are really close knit community too. I mean, it takes 45 minutes to get from one part of town to the other. Yeah. As opposed to California, it takes days let's, to let's get... Let's just not. I still have PTSD. Yeah, same, days. same. Yeah. Oh, my Awful. gosh. It's crazy. I spend most of the time on the road. So what was your biggest failure, and how did that shape you? Um, Biggest failure? Uh, I don't think I've had any failures, and I don't say that to not be humble. I say that because everything in my life, my failed marriage, uh, most recently... I guess we could call it a failed partnership. I didn't fail. I think that it was, I got, I learned what life was supposed to teach me. And I'm so incredibly grateful, especially for my most recent partnership. I learned so much and I became the woman that I am. Um, and I wouldn't change anything. So no failures in life, just a little bit of Am I allowed to say ass? Yeah. A little bit of ass whoopings. Yeah. You know, sometimes life comes up and just kind of gives you something and uh, you, you, you just kind of take what you can out of it. And yeah. so um, I would say not so much failures, but... Setbacks? Setback? No, not even setbacks, but maybe I should have left sooner. Maybe I stayed safe for too long. So the learning lesson for me has always is in these situations is maybe I played it safe for too long. Maybe I was complacent for too long and I should have, I should have not let the fear control my life. So I have to dig deeper into that. Is it, was it a financial fear, the stability fear? What was really preventing you from taking that leap or taking that next step from the comfort? Stability. It's almost like a security blanket. If it's something that you've, all you've ever known, and I have a lot of married friends and I have you know, there's so many people in my life that they're, it's, it's, it's like a security blanket and it's, you don't want to get rid of your security blanket. It's something in your life that's been there and it's all you've ever known. And it's like, what do I look like without that person? And mm. what is this? What do I even, do I even exist? Yeah. Right. Do I even know what I'm doing? And you know, who do I bounce my ideas off of and who do I high five? And you know, there's such a, there's such a mind process and such an emotional pull that you go through and so that's what it is for me. It's just been, in both cases in my life, it's just been that. It's getting rid of that security blanket and realizing that, you know what, you can and you will and you, you are. Right? Uh, that's good, yeah. yeah. So when you're talking about people that you bounce ideas off, do you ever go to your kids? Do you ever go to your kids, ask for them for advice or ask them what they think about mama doing something else? My or? babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, um, I don't because I want them to understand that mom's always in control. Okay. Um, and especially with the most recent life checkup or shakeup, I should say, um, I want them to know that mom's in control. Even when mm. I'm not, they mm. need to know that I am. And uh, especially with a 16 year old, that's very intuitive and she, she can tell things. Mm. Um, so with the kids, no, but I, I'm honest with them. Like, Hey, things are going to get bumpy, especially when I went from salary to commission seven years ago, or I guess it was six years ago. And I said, Oh, buckle up kids. Yeah. Um, and they know that mom will never be a salaried employee ever again. And, um, nice. you know, and that's just, so they know, and I, I prepare them for things and, um, but they're definitely, 
they I set the tone for their lives, not the other way around. Yeah, yeah. which I think is good. Yeah, and especially I want them as to have the stability. Mom, that yeah, culture that you have at home, and also that that security blanket that they have in their mind. Yep, mommy's gonna take. And care they're of us. never gonna lose that security blanket. So. Which is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it gives you a whole other motivation. I'm not speaking for you, but in terms of other families, uh, to have your kids truly believe in you and know that you are their security blanket, it just makes even if it's just straight commission. You're just going to work so much harder, I believe. Oh, absolutely. I've yeah. got two people looking at me that are depending on me for their school trips and their tuitions and their, and yeah, mom's going to make it. You're going to be a-okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So through your whole journey, the, the whole purpose of this podcast is to really help people understand that high performers like yourself are really just regular people too, and absolutely. anybody can do it. So this question is, what is your biggest fear? Um, and then how do you plan to overcome that? Ooh. I don't... I don't know that I have any fears, though. Is that a lame answer? Is that Heck what no. kind of answers do you get? I, I don't have a fear of failure. I don't have a fear of being wrong. I don't. I, I just. I. I guess I'm so busy and so obsessed with winning and dominating that I don't. And I is that. And oh. I'm not even like. I don't have time to be afraid. Yeah, yeah. I just got to leap and dive. And you know, you you said do you ask your kids and do you check in with your kids and it's like. I have an executive coach and it's actually my elder brother and he's my North star. And on days when I feel like maybe I'm not enough and maybe I've made a wrong decision or something negative comes in when you're like, I, this isn't a part of my universe. Like, why is this happening? And I, I call my North star, I call my executive coach and he goes, listen, this is, this is beneath you. You, you rise above this. It's driftwood. You let it. And he, he realigns my chi. So I, I don't have a fear. I'm just going to continue to be authentically myself and do the best that I possibly can and be honest and have integrity and just do my best every single day. And that's all I can do. Everything else is just noise. Yeah. Anything that anybody has to say about me, anything that comes through, if a deal falls through, if a landlord doesn't want to do that, anything that happens is just okay, let's move on and let's do something. What the hell am I going to do about it? Yeah. Like, what is there to be afraid of, yeah. right? We all just like pick up and we move on. I think that so much negative, you know, my my husband going to Japan and getting a girlfriend and stopping sending money when I was 24, you know, 24 years old, stay-at-home mom. I think that so much negative stuff has happened to me in my life that nothing else, you know, other than, you know, awful things, um, you know, children's health and things like that. Nothing that life throws at me monetarily or with work scares me at all. Mm. Because I, as long as my children are happy and healthy, I can handle anything or anybody. Mm -hmm. Everything else is noise. That's so right. Cool. And yeah. I, I'm probably like way too passionate about that. But I like and that's why I live every day with like just kindness and love. And I just want everyone around me to be successful and and just kill it because life is really, really short and we can all make it together. And I, that's why I love that you had me on here and I want to see you just absolutely kill it. And I've oh, got it. I appreciate it. And there's, I mean, you've had an amazing guest Lineup. list on here. Yeah. I mean, incredible. And you have like, I've been you're so doing, lucky. you, yeah. you haven't been lucky. You created it. There's no luck yeah, there. You're killing it. So I'm a, I'm just happy to be a part of it. Cool. And yeah. it shows me I'm on the right track. Yeah. So yeah. there we go. What an honor for you to be on my show. Yeah, it's so to true. To be masters of life. Oh my God. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but guys, I want people to focus on that Natalie's mindset is is that tiger mentality, right? She could have been defeated when her ex-husband found an, a girlfriend uh, overseas, but that's out of her control. What she can control is what she does now 
what her next steps are, and really what her priorities are, which is our, her kids, her kids' futures, her kids' health, and her health and her future. And so that's something that people need to realize is fear is just something you create in your head. And if you can really just approach it the way that you think is beneficial to you, then it's just something that doesn't exist. So I know that we talked a little bit about life-changing events, but can you tell our listeners about an event that changed the course of your life? I think moving to Las Vegas um, through my divorce, moving here into this incredible city, I don't know how you feel, um, and I think a lot of people say it, but I don't know anywhere else where a young woman could come and become and create what I've been able to create, not become, and I'm not, you know, I say that humbly, I couldn't have done this in Southern California where the population is a billion people, right? I know we just hit a 3 million and I'm so proud of that, but I just, I'm, I love my city so much and we really are the biggest, smallest city. Like Mm. everybody knows everybody. And it, this really is a city where if you work your face off and you're all, you can become anything here. Mm -hmm. Like you, there's no reason people can't, you can't make a half a million dollars here if you just work that hard. Like somebody could tell me that they want to be the next person to make a million bucks. And I'd be like, you could actually do that here. Like if you're willing to work that hard, go for it. Like, that's great. You're just not going to see your kids, but yeah, yeah, go for it. But, um, yeah, moving to Las Vegas really was, I think what changed the trajectory of my life. And then people taking a shot on me, um, Mm. really, really did. And then just discovering that my physical health, which I take seriously, but my mental health is even more important to me mm-hmm. than my physical health. So whenever people are like, yeah, hoorah, I'm at the gym and that's all you ever see. I'm like, okay, when's the last time you meditated? Mm-hmm. Cause you're high strung and you're making me nervous. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, just to throw that in there, um, you know, mental health is so important. Yeah. So when I meet successful people and they're miserable and their marriages are miserable, I'm like, what are you doing to mm-hmm. grow as a person? Like, great, yeah. your bank account's full, but you're morally bankrupt to quote Kanye, who I hate to (laughs) quote, but you know, what are you doing to grow as a human being and what are you Mm -hmm. giving back? And, um, I think Vegas is the perfect place to be able to do all those things because it's really that small and you can have a profound impact on the people around you if you're just willing to do the work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you can make a lot of change too, in terms of social causes. Um, I mean the homelessness here, really the education, there's so many people here that need help. Yes. And we're we're just like a huge boiling pot, right? And so, or melting pot. Yeah. And so we have so many people that are successful in this city that can make so much change. And I think we're on the right track. Vegas is. We are on the right track. And more people could get their hands dirtier, I think. We can can all dive in. I don't want to point any fingers, but (laughs) you are 100% right. Yeah. Um, What? Oh, wait. So I did want to go back because you said that someone gave you a shot. And that's something that really changed the course of your life. Do you mind giving an example of someone who gave you a shot? I'm sure. So that was actually my previous partner, Dan. Did um, you want to not talk about this? No, we can totally talk oh, about okay. it because it happened. Yeah. And so um, I'll never, I'll be, I'll be 50. I'm talking about the, the shot that he gave me because he took me, I was a receptionist. I showed up with a resume literally that had my sister-in-law's phone number on it. And I was like, please, if they call, you're a business, okay? And this is Christian and Wakefield, a billion dollar company. I was yeah. like, if they call. Um, and she did, and it was great. So I was a receptionist. <laughs> oh my God, it was, isn't that amazing? Yeah. And this is in 2012. Um, and so Dan took me from a receptionist and m- said, hey, 
you'll be an assistant for a couple of years and then we'll get you licensed if we feel like it. And I was like, hey, I'm going to get myself licensed. Yeah. Borrowed some money from my dad. I'll pay you back that. <laughs> but um, became and he and I became a broker and he taught me everything that he knew. And he took a chance on a single mom with two kids, you know, and I, I'm the mom that like, I will not miss anything of my children. And my son had a, the gnarliest speech disorder. Like you could not understand a thing my kid said. And I can say that because now he speaks perfectly. Nice. Um, but we had two speech appointments a week that I had to take my kid to. So can you imagine you're like a thriving top broker and you're like, here, I'm going to go ahead and choose this lady. Yeah. That's a winner. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. And so, yeah, I don't mind you asking at all because he took a massive chance on me and I will forever um, be thankful and grateful and pay that forward and take a chance on somebody that everybody else would be like, red flag, yeah. red flag. Um, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. He changed the trajectory of my life and he's the reason that I get to sit here and he gave me a shot and I, it was on me to take the ball and ran with it. And I, I think he would agree that he created a monster, um, <laughs> and I don't know how he feels about it now, but um, I'm, I'm forever grateful. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So under his under his mentorship, under or even under the mentorship of others that you've met, yes. what habit or skill has really made you different than the rest? You know, a skill that I think sets me apart in my career, um, and not so much that I learned it from my previous mentor, but I am a huge advocate of cold calling. And a lot of people are like, well, what's a cold call? It should be warm. Okay, let's call it a warm call. You can put a bow on it. I can call anybody and get what I want. Um, and strictly by just literally being myself. And so that is a skill that I think sets me apart from my other brokers. Um, and I'm a tenant rep, so I'm kind of different anyway. Like I can't call and sell a building. I'm calling and selling myself. It's a service. Mm. I want to put you in an office space. Um, so that's what I do. I really hit the phones and I like to do it in person too. I like to okay. walk in and be like, which a lot of people are nervous to do, but I'm kind of like, if you meet me, yeah. you're going to see that I really care. Yeah. Um, and I don't mind embarrassing myself. I think yeah. it's because I'm a mom and I have no pride. There you go. Okay. <laughs> like my 16 year old thing. So your the advice is everybody thing. needs to be a mom, a parent. Yeah, that's so what it is. No yeah. Pride. Have yeah. no dignity. Have um, have your 16 year old look at your Instagram stories and be like, mom, you're so lame. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> They call me sus, and I don't know what that means, but I'm sus, um, but which is lame. <laughs> do you know what it means? I is do know what that means. Oh, God, it's awful? It's, yeah, kind of. I heard what a thought was. I learned okay, that little. Okay, that's not the same. I know, yeah, okay. but that's. Your kids called you that? No, oh. but that's a bad okay. word. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's a not. Yeah. That's, a, that's not a, I'm not a thought. Thank okay. you. But um, There's nothing anyways. wrong with that, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. It's 2019. Oh my God. Oh boy. I, well then maybe I'm not sure what it means. No, it's bad. Okay. Continue. Moving on, <laughs> moving on. Um, but yeah, no, putting yourself in positions, that's my skill where other people kind of are, they shy away from it and they don't do it. And then maybe we'll just put something in the mail or send an email because guess what? You're less vulnerable. I'm willing to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And that's what sets me apart from my competition. Which is amazing. I think that, I mean, all, a lot of people think sales is, is, just talking to people or lying or bluffing or just connecting with people. But the the cold calling, the ability to just meet people that you've never met before and really connect with them and make gain that trust is huge. And so I wanted you to, I wanted you to kind of elaborate on how can people be better at 
cold calling? Well, how do they have to change their mindset? What do they need to do Ooh, to just be? That's a like a whole other show. Caller? I could talk to you about that all day. I'll give you the number one. I'll give you the number one tip okay. that I learned in New York City. I flew myself out there, and I fly myself around the country to learn from the best. And I am a part of this group at Cushman and Wakefield. I should say I was. Um, and this guy is the best. He's in New York City and another one in Washington, D.C. And they're amazing human beings. And uh, the number one tip is to take it down a notch. And even as I'm talking to you, I'm overly excited. And I'm sure your listeners can hear that I'm smiling. Because I am. I'm looking at you and I'm smiling because I'm jazzed. <laughs> um, but when you cold call, take it down a notch. I'm going to go ahead and slip into gear. Are you ready? Yeah. Hey, Christian. How's it going? Good. You doing good? I'm just calling to talk about your office space. I wanted to see if you've uh, made any decisions. Now, you, I'm boring. So what the number one tip I can tell you is to almost sound nauseatingly boring um, mm. to where you don't care what they have to, like you don't care. Like you're really, um, I'm looking for the word monotone. You're monotone. You're indifferent, like you just said. You're indifferent to whether they respond to you. And all of a sudden, people just kind of open up. They're like, oh, mm. like she, she's not like overly excited. She's not selling me anything. And she's just genuinely calling me to be like, hey, the weather's pretty nice today. Yeah. And I don't know why, but people just start. Wow. Like they just open up and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, we're trying to look, you know, we're looking for about 10,000 square feet. And I'm like, oh, and inside I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> like like I hang up, I tweet about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, but um, yeah, just really take it down because it's not about you it's about them mm -hmm. and even though i'm genuinely excited and i know i can really save them a lot of money it's not about me mm. and so just take it down a notch and slow down mm. which is painful for me so i need to jazz it back up but anyways that's what that is yeah but that's so interesting because i think it's also changing um the way that you view rejection because if, if it, you make it about someone else and they reject you you're thinking oh it's me but if it was about them in the first place you're thinking okay did I not communicate the right questions? Did I not find their needs? I've never thought about it that way. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, people get rejected all the time. They're like, oh my God, what a horrible day. It must be my face. It must be my face. Damn. It must <laughs> be my overly uh, exertive tone. Yes. But it's really just, you're not genuinely interested in learning about the other person and their needs. That is a you're really good way to look at that. Much. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So that's, 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 that's a skill in itself. Look at that. That's amazing. <laughs> so... Is there a podcast, book, or influential figure that you would recommend our listeners to take a look at? Okay, other than this other tremendous than show, of life. yeah, Heck Masters yeah. of Life, um, which I'm being genuine in the fact that I genuinely did my research, and you're amazing. Um, Thank you. I really enjoy Joe Rogan, um, but in terms of learning and becoming better, I love Tim Ferriss. Mm. Um, and then I, I have to mention it's not a podcast, but Headspace app has completely changed my life. Is it meditation? It's meditation. Okay. So I'm. Um, no matter what, every morning I meditate for at least four minutes. It takes four minutes for me to go from, oh my gosh, I have so much to do, I'm overwhelmed, to meditating. So more than more so than like books and everything else, I just really think that the world would be a better place if people would meditate and empty their minds because everybody's kind of up their own, you know what, yeah. and just kind of get out of there and just kind of let it go. So give some advice. How to meditate appropriately? properly um it's so easy I literally do it at the gym and I and I it's almost like I leave the room um it, you just I I have my headphones on and I I lay down on the floor if I'm tired or I sit down and I just drop my head down almost like when you're at church and you're praying 
-hmm. and um, he, he talks me through it. I always use the gentleman's voice. I think his name is Adam. And uh, he just talks me through it. He tells me what to do. And um, it's literally, it's almost like tipping over, over a teapot mm. and everything goes out. Because we are, we have so many tabs open in our brains and we have to be so many different things to so many different people. Give yourself the opportunity to reset and reboot. And three minutes, four minutes a day, why wouldn't anybody do that? Like mm. I can't imagine and it's like $120 a year or something. It's the best thing I do for myself every day. And I'm such a better mom. I'm such a better. And that's why I can leave my previous company with my head held so high. Because I am the best possible Natalie. My brother hates when I talk about myself in third person. But I'm the best possible me that I could, that I've ever been. And I can say that confidently that I, I'm, I'm every day I'm giving my best to everybody around me. And Can so you attribute that to meditation. I oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And journaling. I journal every day. Um, but a hundred percent meditation. Yeah. Wow. And I work out. That's great. But Especially it's meditation. Yeah. Interesting. And yeah. you do it only in the morning or morning and night morning. And then before I'm very intentional. So like bef on my way here, um, I did a four minute meditation. It's, um, they have different ones before they have, they have ones that you do with your children. So they're a little bit easier for the kids because they're attention span. Um, they have ones before difficult conversations. They have ones before presentations. Um, and they're literally three minutes. You could download them. They have ones before travel that are oh. travel-based. We're like, okay, you're surrounded by a lot of people and you don't want to be there, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's one that's on my iWatch. It's SOS when I'm panicked. Like mm. somebody upset me. Like I had a difficult conversation earlier today. I could feel that I was getting upset. I hit it. Immediately calmed me down. Wow. It's life-changing. And it's Headspace. Headspace app. Headspace app. Yeah. Okay plug-in all right yeah but i think this is a perfect i guess follow-up question because this might be your answer to that or something else but what is the best investment you've made under a hundred dollars i guess it would be headspace headspace okay. yeah sounds good because uh, so wait so it's a monthly app uh and then you can just download as many as you'd like you can download as many as you like so that way you're not if you don't have wi-fi or data um, you know, you're on a plane or whatever the situation is, you always have them at your fingertips. Mm. It really is just the greatest thing ever. And they're, they're just different versions. Yeah. So any, any type of meditation app. But that's pretty cool. I mean, it's specific to your situation, which I think is really helpful. Yes, for me. And my nickname used to be Italian Storm. Like if I listen to old um, interviews that I've done or old things that I've done, and if I read my old journals and my old blog posts, like my nickname was Italian storm. And my big thing for 2019 is I no longer want to be that woman. And I can sit here confidently at the end of 2019 mm. and tell you, I am no longer that woman. Nice. I am not the Italian storm. Nice. I don't do it anymore. Like I have complete <laughs> control over my emotions, Nice, which is so helpful in business Yeah, because you can't negotiate if everything sets you off. Mm -hmm. It's not personal, it's business, mm. you know? And so everything is business. Just, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Good. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, because now it's it's uh, we keep going back into the whole mindset thing of the tiger and really just yeah, this is this is just it's not personal, this is really just how the world works. Yeah, and it's how you react to it. So, what is your favorite quote? Ooh, oh, I I'm totally ready for this, and it is one of my favorite quotes, um, and it is Nelson Mandela, um, which is one of my favorites. Are you a big fan? 
Yes, he's actually been named a couple times during these interviews. Oh, really? Yes. Well, okay. Well, let me kick it off really quickly with Wayne Dyer. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Ah. Because that one is like... That's going to my Instagram post tonight. Is it really? Now it is. Are you going to be like... Tag Natalie, yeah, or you're gonna get ask. Yeah, we want those weird people. Be like, else. with me. Um, but yeah, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Mm. Um, and that's one of my all-time favorites, Wayne Dyer, who's passed away, but brilliant. But NASA, Nelson Mandela is there is no passion to be found plain small and settling for a life life less than the one you are capable of living. Mm. So a lot of, especially I think women um, and men. We, we like to play it safe and small because it's comfortable sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't have to do that. We can, we can play it big yeah, and achieve wonderful, wonderful things. John Maxwell has a quote that uh, it reminds me of this one where he says, you'll never know how good you can be until you do it long enough to know how good you will be. And so it, it's kind of like you, you, you want the security, right? Entrepreneurship, for example. Yeah. You want the security of the job, the stability, but, you know, taking those, doing those big things, those risks, then it really, then you'll realize like, oh my God, life is more than these little things that I'm doing. Yeah. And so that's a really good quote. Yeah. I really like both of those quotes. And so you seem, you seem huge into the whole mindset thing. I think you have a really strong mentality. So obviously it took years and years to get to that headspace and a lot of experiences, but what advice would you give to someone just entering the real world? Yeah. Do, are we talking like straight out of college? Straight out of college, or if they didn't go to college, straight out of high school. Which is me. Um, any, I think anybody, and this is my message to my children, 16 and 11 years old, and to anybody and everybody, and I, I'm a mentor to a lot of um, brokers around the United States, be authentically who you are. Because I don't care what industry you're in. It's going to try to change you. You're going to hear that you should. I was told I should wear pantyhose the first year of my industry. I shouldn't wear, you know, I like just you should be a certain way, Natalie. And you're not the way that you should be. You should change. And Mm. you shouldn't use that word. And you should talk smarter. And you should, you know, everything. You should say you went to college for a few years. Mm -hmm. But I didn't, you know. um, You shouldn't talk about the fact that you're a single mom. Well, okay, but I kind of am, you know. (laughs) And it's made me who I am. And it's made me, and I'm strong because of it. Um, So be authentically who you are, unapologetically authentic, and everything will be okay. It will weed out the people that shouldn't be around you anyway. It will make you rise above to where you should be. And if if opportunities don't arise because of who you are, they wouldn't have lasted anyway. And the ones that do arrive are there because you deserve it and you worked for it and you were yourself. So just authenticity is the number one thing. And if I, if I die with a penny to my name, which I know won't happen, at least I was who I was. I will have zero regrets. Yeah. Because I'm not anybody else. Yeah. That's all I can be. Wow. That's good. And I, I, had, a, um, I had an interview to get back into medical sales a while back before, before all this. Yeah. And... I was interviewing for another job and I was talking about like, I wanted to do this podcast. I have this podcast. I have stuff like this in the works. And the VP of sales, he said to me, it doesn't seem like this is where you want to be. You, you, I don't know if you want just the money that's behind this or you want the title of something like this, but you lit up when you talked about the podcast. And he said, I think that is where you want to be. And that kind of opened the door to me. And I was thinking, what am I doing these interviews for? 
You were just going through the motions, weren't you? Going through the motions, trying to make your parents proud, whatever it is. Yeah. 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 But that it was really like, okay. Good on him for saying that to you. You lit right up, right? Yeah. And then so at that point I was like, you know me, what you know what I know deep down. And so I was like, Okay, thank you for the opportunity. I'm moving on. Good for you. Good for yeah, and I was so lucky to meet someone like him for yeah. to say something like that. That told you what you needed to hear. Yeah, what I w- you would have been miserable. Yeah, There's so many unhappy people right now. Yeah. Like you're and you're living what you want to be doing. Yeah, I love that, can and I can tell how happy you are. Your energy is amazing. Thank you. Well, I think I'm just feeding off of you. So, I I, I hope so. I love yeah. if I have that effect. That's amazing. That's a yeah. huge compliment to me because your energy is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And so I just imagine if I got an offer and. I wouldn't even give my hundred percent because I'd be thinking about this the whole time. Yeah, and so it, it's just it was just it just goes along with what you said. It's just be authentic to yourself and realize that realize what you want and then do what you want. Yeah, because you know, life's too short. Not to say that we don't all have to do things that we don't want to do. Right, right. <laughs> you have responsibilities yeah. too. Yeah, those yeah, especially those kids that are like just out of college and they're like, oh, I want to be an actor or whatever their yeah. situation is. I'm okay, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely earning your stripes. Yes, you got to do. Yeah. You do yeah. yeah. And yeah, don't live your dream to the extent of dying. Yes, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what should people learn to do every day? I know we talked about meditation. You can use that same one if you want. Learn to do every day in terms of what? To become a better person? To become, a, to become like you. To become better, more successful, happier. Um, what should they learn to do, though? That's what's probably... Um, I don't know. I... I, I'd, I'd like to see more people in my age range or actually any age range give back more. I think there needs to be mm. more of a focus on being more community driven um, for Thanksgiving every year. And my children, they're really good about it. Um, we don't have a traditional Thanksgiving. We go to the Gobble Gobble Give downtown and we feed the homeless. Um, I would like to see more of a focus on giving back because I leave the Gobble Gobble Give. I love the name. That is so catchy. <laughs> like, yeah. I just want to keep saying it. Yeah. I just want to keep talking about it. But um, um, I leave and my endorphins are blown. I could have like been receiving an award, like an Academy Award, and it would be the same high to the point where I'm like, did I get more out of it than yeah. walking the homeless people down the line and talking to them and like getting their food and like, and I loved it this year because I was mistaken for a homeless person like five times down the line um, because I noticed the people in the wheelchairs, they couldn't wheel and do the food down the line. So I was like, I'm going to, Go I'm going to make some it. new friends. Yeah. So I grabbed a plate and I went down the line and I was like, okay, so I got sweet potatoes. Like, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And, and so many of the people serving the food, cause there's so much going on. They're like, Oh, happy Thanksgiving. And are you getting enough food out here? And do you need coffee? And I'm like, I must look like a train wreck. And I did, I did. My friend confirmed it later in the day when he dropped off food. He was like, you, I've never seen this before. And I was like, yeah, take it in. (laughs) Um, but it was such an amazing thing to have all these incredible people that I get to live with in this community. I didn't know any of them, obviously they were so kind to me and they were so like, they were so excited to talk to me. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm having plenty of coffee. I didn't correct any of them. I was like, I'm homeless. Like this is like, yeah. Like, and I, I, it was just the greatest thing ever. So if I could, it was such a cool experience and we were there all day long and we, you know, we, you, we served them all day and there's food. And so if I could say anything to everybody, it's like, get more involved in your community. Mm -hmm. 
Like stop, like let's just stop focusing on buying the new car and buying the new this and doing this and buying the new book and doing that. Like yeah. just get more involved in the fact that our educational system is absolute garbage and we need to be doing more about it. And like we keep getting people to come to our city, but can do we have the educational system to support yeah. it? No. Yep. So there's a lot that we could all be doing it and I'm getting my hands dirty and I just want to see more people doing it. Show up, show up for our brethren that are out there. It's cold. Let's let's get our hands dirty together. We can do that. And that will any, make you happier. Anybody can do that. Anybody can do that. Bring food. No, yeah. no. Yeah. So that that is what I would like to see every day. It doesn't have to be giving the five dollars to the person in the corner, which I still do because I don't care. It's my karma to give the money. It's their mm -hmm. karma to do whatever they want with it. Yeah. I don't care. Life yeah. is hard. If they're gonna go drink. Okay, who am I to judge anybody? Yeah, yeah. Like, I just, anyways, I digress. But no, I would like to see more of that. I think that is so funny because I was having this conversation with somebody else the other day. And they were s we were going to give money to this person that was uh, on the corner. And he said, oh, what, what if he buys drugs? Or he looks like a drug addict. What if he buys cigarettes? I'm like, so I'm going to choose who I'm going to be kind to? That doesn't make any Perfect sense. response. Yeah, yeah, like what? I should be selective on who I'm nice to regardless yeah. of what they do with my kindness. Who am I to judge if somebody's yeah. going to get a cigarette and they live on the streets? Like yeah. maybe I would want a cigarette if yeah, I lived right, on the streets. Right. Like, I don't know. You don't know what he wants. <laughs> yeah. It's don't my karma. For him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Funny. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're a tenant rep, um, for commercial real estate and yes. you do a lot of things. Um, but what advice would you give to someone who wants to get into that industry? Into commercial real estate? Yeah. Buckle up. Um, I don't <laughs> I don't know. Uh, definitely find somebody. I was really lucky, as I've shared. Definitely find some people that are willing to show you how to do it. I see a lot of people get in, and they think that it's it's they can do it without a strong base. And they and then all of a sudden, they're in different fields a couple of years later. This is an industry. It, it tends to flush out the people that aren't passionate about it, and it flushes out the people that weren't properly trained. Um, we're a really small community. I'm, I'm proud to be a part of it. I think there's some credible, successful people, regardless of what community you're in, what city you're in, um, I would definitely find people that are successful and willing to show you how to do it, and then be willing to work for free. And I, I get criticized for saying that, but be willing to work your day job and then work for the most successful person in town for free to learn how to mm. do it. I don't think that I'm being, I'm not saying women should work for free. I'm saying learn how to do it from the best. If they're willing to give you their time, that's a commodity. Mm. Everybody's time is a commodity. It's the greatest thing that they can give you. Um, and if they're willing to show you how to do proposals and how to tour the market and learn, I, I would definitely work under somebody for free if I could go back mm. and, and, and do that. So that would be my recommendation. Learn from the best. Don't try to do it on your own. It's impossible. Interesting. Which is, has gotten me in trouble before, but it's the truth. And it's been proven well, many a time. I appreciate candidness, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I get in trouble. <laughs> so what, what, do you, what do you get in trouble for? Like, do people want you to say that do stuff on your own? And No, I mean, it's just it's unpopular to say. It, you know, especially for a female, this is a 75% male-dominated industry. And so for me to sit here as a female and say, especially when – I say it to young women, like find a partner. Um, it's, I've gotten criticized like, well, you're telling a woman she has to go find a male partner. Well, no, it can be a female. Mm. Statistically, it's probably going to yeah. be a male. Um, and I have, can't tell you how many phone calls I've gotten from young women, usually crying. I can't find a mentor 
especially female, to save my life because the women, as soon as I start to be successful, they're like, mm, yeah, no, like I'm going to protect my pie. Um, and so it's a really, really challenging industry. And that's why I will take every phone call I ever get. I will share my proposal templates till the day I die. I will share everything that I possibly can um, and sh share how to release. I will share everything that I can, even with my greatest competitor in any market, because I was shown how to do it and I'm thankful. And there's n there's a really a huge lack of turning around and bringing people up with us in this industry. And that's why Crew Network is instrumental and changed my life. Crew Network is absolutely huge. And I would never go to a firm that didn't see that. And thank God Logic sees the power of Crew. Um, and then there's obviously books that you can read. and But Crew Network, absolutely. You need to be surrounded by successful people that want you to succeed. And so that's exactly what I was going to bring up. Can you talk a little bit more about Crew? What it is. If you want me to get emotional. So Crew Network is Crew um, Commercial Real Estate Men and Women, and I'm the past president of the local chapter. And it is truly some of the most amazing human beings in the world. I can walk into a room of 100, I think we have 130 members, and they all want me to be successful. And there's 11,000 people globally that are in the national organization, and there's conventions, and there's leadership summits, and I actually have a leadership certificate. Thank you. Um, I'm really proud of that. It's on my desk. <laughs> um, and, and it was a program that my company actually sponsored me to go through, Cushman and Wakefield. I'm so proud of that. I'm so thankful that they believed in me enough to give me that, to put me through that program. Um, and so it, it's all about not only getting deals and networking, but it's also about getting you to walk into a room of women that you want to be like. So when I had been a broker for one year, I got to walk into a room with C-suite brokers that are like, you know, doing millions of dollars of deals of brokers and they're walking in. I don't have to be anything to these women. And they're looking at me like I'm somebody and they want me to be somebody and I can call them and they treat me like I'm somebody. Oh my God. Like how wow. lucky am I? And I can still call them and like Barbie Reuter in Tucson, like this woman is like a Siri goddess and she will just take my call or my text message. And I'm, I just, there's so many incredible, Wendy Mann's a CEO. Um, and I, I bring her up on every show that I'm on because she's just amazing. Like they're just, I, I get emotional. Wow, I know. They're just amazing yeah. human beings. And I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for the women um, and the men that are involved in that organization that just care for yeah. no reason. They're not going to get anything from me. Yeah. What are they going to get? Nothing. Yeah. You know, just my undying gratitude. So I'm just in, you know, Christmas card at Christmas time. Like <laughs> they're just kind to be kind. And that's what I want people to be able to say about me when that's my wow. legacy. Just kind to be kind. That's so powerful. Yeah. And I, I, I can see the light <laughs> and the passion. I get excited. You got super excited yeah. <laughs> about it. Are you still part of crew? Oh, absolutely. I'm the past president. Um, and now I'm a member. Okay. And so I'm able to be a lot more active. I'm on committees. The Christmas party's tonight, which is why I'm wearing my shiny oh, crew pin. Oh, there you go. Um, so I'm always, I will be a member of crew until the day that I die. Nice. Yeah, Amazing. absolutely. Cool. So uh, we're wrapping up here, but I want people to know what your next steps are. I know you just started a new venture or not a new path. So yeah, started at the new that. firm, Logic Commercial. Um, I have been a fan of theirs, a secret fan um, for years, it is a boutique and what they've been able to do, I think has been incredible. And, um, some of the kindest, most family friendly, family first oriented people, um, it, I, and authentic, just, I feel like I'm at home. I feel 
I like they've wrapped their arms around me and um, obviously it was a tough decision because this is a small market and there's a lot of great, wonderful places. Um, and I landed somewhere where I feel like, you know, this it's where I'm supposed to be. And so I'm so excited for 2020. I'm so excited for what's next. And I think it's going to be an absolutely stellar standout year. Amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. And then I want to, we get so busy with all successful people do. And it's just, we sometimes forget why we do what we do. Mm. So this last ending thing is what are you grateful for? In my career or in life? What are you grateful for? <laughs> okay. You're like, I'm not going to help you. Um, grateful for obviously my, my, my children. I'm great. I'm grateful for my life. I'm thankful for everything in my life. The good, the bad, and the in between. Yeah, I'm thankful that I am who I am, and that I have my family around me, and that I get to, I get this life. I'm strong and healthy, and I get to live this life. Fantastic. Okay, so let people know where they can learn more about you, get in contact with you, and anything else you want to talk about. Uh, my social media is Natalie underscore CRE10X. Um, follow me. I do Instagram stories, much to my teenage daughter's embarrassment. Um, sus. <laughs> sus. sus. And then I'm on Twitter. Um, I would love to hear from you. Um, reach out. Um, I will always respond. So Natalie, N-A-T-A-L-I-E underscore t um, CRE which stands for commercial real estate, 10X. Um, reach out. I'd love to hear from you. And thank you so much for having me on. It is my pleasure. It's mine. But okay. Thanks so much, Natalie. Thank you. Well, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you to our guests for killing it today. There are so many amazing people out there who have so much to share. You know them, and I'd love to meet them. Send them my way. Thank you for joining us this week. Again, I'm your host, Christian. Share, subscribe, and I'll see you again next week on the Masters of Life podcast.